Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research, and I hope you guys are having a terrific day today. We're staying busy, as always, down here in Central Florida, staying steady at Health Masters, getting you guys products out every single day. And be sure, if you guys have any need for stuff very, very fast, we have the expedited shipping program that we put together about six months ago. I reminded you of that. A lot of people have been utilizing that now. Even when you call up, we can offer it. And essentially, we're getting most stuff out to you next day, second day air, pretty much any part of the country. And we also have the DHL Express for all of our international listeners. I've reminded you guys of that. We get incredibly good DHL rates. I mean, we can get stuff all over the world for around $40, $50, 60 within a couple days i mean we're talking i've had stuff get to canada and delivered within three and four days i've had stuff get to europe and delivered in five and six days so the counts that we have and what we've been working on with the contracts for shipping have been very 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 effective and they've been working out great so be sure if you got any questions on that give us a call or you can just add it right on the website when you add to your cart and be sure to check out the product of the week the magnesium brain food on sale right now for over 12 percent off one of our number one selling products that we have because well, it works. It's funny. I had an email yesterday that I was going through a bunch and I had a customer. They're talking about how they were having a lot of issues with tinnitus and basically memory issues. And was ironic, this product, we never even built it for tinnitus, you know, as far as ringing in the ears. But they said what's interesting is when they started taking it, their memory got better and their tinnitus got better as far as at least partially. And I was very, very intrigued with that. And we talked about it before on the show as far as how important magnesium is and how in a lot of cases magnesium deficiency can show up as a host of side effects or ailments that people are having problems with. And just by adding simple magnesium, especially the magnesium theonate in this, the pass through the blood brain barrier, you can get great results from a health standpoint wise. So be sure to check that out on the website on sale for over 12% off right now. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about and get into first to give people just kind of a heads up on this, you know, I don't fear more like fear monger about anything. I like to give people facts of what's happening. This is a couple months ago. We saw that this was going to happen on March 11th, and I'm giving everybody kind of a heads up in the financial system. Most people don't realize that the Department of Labor published a rule back in January that essentially ex any they have now existing tests that they're going to be putting into place on March 11th to determine whether a worker is an independent contractor or an employee under the Fair Labor Standards Act. This is going to wipe out an enormous amount of side hustle jobs, gig jobs, and stuff for companies that they use as independent contractors. And so the 1099 program is about to get under significant scrutiny with the Department of Labor and IRS. And a lot of these businesses are going to be going through to make sure they're not misclassifying anybody and whether that person needs to actually be an employee of the company, which costs way more money, payroll insurance, workman's comp, et cetera, the list goes down the line instead of just being a 1099 independent contractor. This is going to be something really interesting to watch for the side, kind of like a side hustle jobs and people that use this as a secondary income. Not a good ruling. It was horrific when it happened in January. It's another way to cripple the economy that's already having issues. And then at the same time, on March 11th, just ironically, as you know, the Fed is going to allow the emergency banking lending program to expire. I talked about this two months ago. The Federal Reserve said the funding lifeline created for banks last year after the Silicon Valley banking collapse threatened to spark a wider financial crisis. They put in essentially the emergency banking lending program, which was allowing these banks to lend, get money from the Fed at a very cheap rate. 
And now, essentially, this is ending March 11th. The whole program is going to be changing, and essentially the rates that they're going to be getting are going to be somewhere around 5.5%. It's going to be much harder for some of these banks to get loans. It's going to be much – they're going to be put under much more scrutiny. And so this whole program that made it really, really easy for banks to get very, very cheap lending – and I was even reading a case here, and they were talking about how some of these banks were actually getting these emergency loans from the Fed and then reinvesting the money back into the Fed to get a higher return rate on basically some of these accounts. This all stops March 11th. Now, are they going to extend it? Are they going to do something else after March 11th? Who knows? But again, something to watch out for in the financial sector. There's a lot of weird things that are happening right now. And in the middle of March, with everything that's already happening with extremely high interest rates and what's happening now with the Department of Labor, I don't personally think these things are happening by coincidence. It is ironic, though, that they're happening on an election year when you would think a lot of these things are going to be basically changed at a different time where it's not going to affect the economy as much when they're working on an election year. But again, at the end of the day, maybe they're wanting this to happen this year. I don't know, but again, something to be aware of. And I just want to get that out there because March 11th is right around the corner since today's uh, leap year, March 29th, or excuse me, February 29th. So be sure to, you know, check everything out on the website for the last day of the month. Got a lot of sales and specials that are going to be changing later on this weekend at healthmasters.com. What do you think about this, Dad, as far as with the emergency lending program stopping on March 11th now, coming close? Well, they always start something else back up. Right. Uh, because they know that it's a Ponzi scheme. They know that they've got a lot more money out there than actually exists being printed. So they have to loan more and more and more to make the Ponzi scheme continue. Now, if they don't want the Ponzi scheme to continue and they want the entire thing to collapse and have a massive stock market crash and economy crash and anything else, they'll just stop doing this. Because they, yeah. remember, everything's triggered by these guys. In fact, David Icke wrote a pretty good book. That I, I like David Icke. I mean, I, I agree with 90% of what he says, but he's not a Christian. And the only thing he really understood about Christianity was the Church of England, which is an unbelievable mess. But he talks about who runs the world. And he said that he wrote a book called The Trigger. And it was on 9-11 in how basically Mossad and the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan's sect, though he doesn't call them that, he just calls them the cult that runs the world. He basically says how they have been running everything since. Uh, you know, by the way, Catherine Austin Fitz, who I'd like to have on the show, she lives over in England or in Europe someplace, uh, she really, really slammed Donald Trump. And I'm going to read you part of what she said today, and I'm going to kind of delve into it a little bit. The former president put $10 billion into a military program to depopulate Americans. These are the truths, and then there are these inconvenient truths. Why did President Donald Trump sign off on Operation Warp Speed in July 2020 and place the U.S. US Army General Perna in charge of it? I've heard many reasons for this strange move. None of them ring true. It remains one of the more closely guarded secrets of the U.S. presidency. Even the corporate mainstream media, which regularly compares Trump to Adolf Hitler, seems uncurious about Operation Warp Speed and what led up to Trump's decision on that policy matter. How was that deal made? Well, we may never know. But there are only two options, according to Catherine Austin Fitz a financial expert and former assistant secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Trump either knew he was doing what knew what he was doing would be tremendously destructive to human life and did it anyway, or he did not know and got rolled up by smarter people in unelected positions that hold much more power than the man holding the office of the president. Now, I thought that was interesting. But here's some of the other comments they made on this. While I don't know why Trump approved Operation Warp Speed, I do know what it accomplished by declaring a public health emergency and placing the injections under medical countermeasures overseen by the military, including DARPA, Trump was able to bypass a landmark component of the free world, the informed consent as required by the Nuremberg Code. We yep. talked about this repeatedly. Whether or not he knew it is basically we don't know. Catherine Austin's fist drops a lot of truth in the clip that I'm going to post on Health Masters. And she goes on, quote, 
There is no right versus left. There is no Trump versus Biden. There is a machine in control of a spending machine that is, our, that is financed with our taxes and debt barred in our names. That is being sold into our pension funds, into our retirement accounts. There is that machine, and that machine to keep balancing the books is implementing a depopulation plan. That is really that what has to be faced, and changing the president won't matter. <coughs> Excuse me. She was on to say, we are not up against any single man or woman in this fight for our freedom. We are up against a machine, or as I'd call it, a system, a beast system. We're talking now Mark of the Beast. And just like there is no single man or woman who personifies our enemy in this battle to live free, there is no person who alone will save us from it. Well, that's the person of Jesus Christ, the God-man. He will save us from it. Fitz says that she'd been, if she'd been the president, that she would have taken a bullet in the head before she implemented American Operation Warp Speed. That's a person who stands on principle. Deal-making may a virtue of business, but not in politics. is often a cover for cowardice and the propensity to always take the path of least resistance. In the corporate media, if the corporate media really hated Donald Trump as much as they pretend to hate him and believed he was as evil as they say he is, all they would have to do is take him down to take him down and submit that the mass injection program placed toxic chemicals into the bodies of millions of Americans of all ages and then blame him for setting it all in motion. He's absolutely right about this. This is Leo Holman also. The shots had known side effects up to including death, but they won't do this. This is one Trump policy they won't touch. Now, what's interesting about this is that she's on the, he goes on to say, so if we have an all-powerful machine, a system, the beast system that runs the country, I call it the Luciferian synagogue of Satan group. He goes, this system is satanic and at its core, and the sole reason for its existence is to kill and injure as many people as possible through multiple vectors, vaccines, poisons of the food, air and water, and wars. Inevitably, people will chastise me for this article because it bursts their idealistic imaginations of what America is. Please don't misunderstand. If the choice between Trump and Melania or Biden, I'd take Trump and Melania. I'm adding Melania any day of the week. But that's not much of a choice. All I'm suggesting is that the conservatives should not attribute superhero status to Trump. And I'm going to add Messiah status. He isn't deserving it. He gets weak need like any other politician. Now, we know that Trump, if he has 2.0, what kind of bag of tricks will he put out there? And he also mentioned that. Now, when they talk about the beast system, I want to bring up something to you really quick. You know, when you really look at what's happening here with the beast system and you look at some of the comments that were being made at the bottom of this article, it starts talking about Satan. It starts, starts talking about Luciferianism and it starts, starts talking about the shining one. And of course, the shining one is referring back to a reference back in Genesis in which it's Lucifer was referred to in the ancient Hebrew as the shining one. Remember what the Bible says. It says that the devil runs around masquerading as a angel of the light. Now, if you go on here and you go into detail and you look at the research on that, it's Genesis 3.1, and it goes into the Hebrew on this. I want to cover this with you this morning because I found this extremely fascinating. And it says basically this form in the unseen realm from Genesis 3.1 basically nashat, which is a noun, which is a snake or a servant, servant. And then also the verb is to use divination, to, you know, whatever. And then the other one, the adjective, is the bronze or brazen, referring to the city of copper. And they were talking about how he's the basically shining one. I'll post all this stuff for you. But then we go back and we start to realize that when we start talking about artificial intelligence, that we've done many, many times in the show, that what they're trying to do is hook us up into an other dimension and control us with microchip technology in our brains. That's what the purpose of the clot shot was, to put those microchips into everybody. The creator of the D-Wave quantum computer, the artificial intelligence, he says that standing before the D-Wave computer is as if he was standing before the altar of an alien god. And he says science is bringing about the Antichrist system. Now, 
we sit here and we look at this stuff and we think, well, can this be real? Well, yes, very real. And he says, what is theoretical physics? Theoretical physics is a branch of physics which employs mathematical models and abstractions of physical objects and systems to rationalize, explain, and predict natural phenomena. The advancement of science depends in general on the interplay between experimental studies and theory. In some cases, theoretical physics adheres to the standards of mathematical rigor. Now, I'm going to post this article, too. But what they're talking about here is when this beast system comes online and people get connected to it, it will allow Lucifer, and I'm using this word, and he didn't use this, to become omnipresent on this planet, which will allow him to affect everybody's mind all at once. As you saw in that one movie, The Kingsman, with the chip they put in the cell phones, when they can put a certain frequency through the cell phone, and everybody goes nuts all at once. So this is the system that we're basically bringing about with the Antichrist system that nobody really wants to talk about. So we have a system right now in play that is being brought to us, whether we want it or not, being implemented whether we want it or not, by Operation Warp Speed. Now, don't get mad at me and start yelling at me right now. The chemtrails and all the Morgellons and all the other stuff wasn't doing it fast enough. They had to find a way to get it at the injections. That's where Charles Lieber shows up, who I mentioned this just the other day, whose father worked with the Regis Aegis satellite systems that was basically retro-engineered alien technology from 47 Roswell. Also, with the nanoprotein liquid layers and injecting this nano stuff into people's human, into, into the bodies. That was all part of bringing the beast system here. So we have to realize that this vaccine, in my opinion, is not the mark of the beast. I don't believe that. I believe the people, though, it's going to be trying to control their hearts and their minds so they'll be willing to take the mark of the beast. Now, I also believe that if you use the spike protein survival kit, which we have listed on the website, that you'll stop the replication of these spike proteins in your body and you'll decrease the ability of this stuff to affect your health in a really negative way. We've talked about that in depth on the show. But I want to just kind of come back and say to you that Leo Holman now and Catherine Austin Fitz and all of us are starting to say, hey, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. It isn't Donald Trump who runs the planet. It's the beast system that runs the planet. And, of course, that would be the system of the ancient Canaanite religions that we've talked about so many times also combining with the Committee of 300, the CFR, also combining with the highest levels of Masonic lodges, all of this stuff. Perfect example. I've got a friend of mine who's moving to Arbordale, and she rented a house here locally, and it's all automated. You have to call up to get the keys. They automatically open it for you. They have all these rules, all the stuff you have to do, a briefing session you have to have. Hasn't, hasn't met one human being yet. So I started looking at it. I started thinking, well, this has to be one of these deals. So I looked at it as a private investor firm that owns thousands and thousands of homes now here in Central Florida. This company does. And guess what? Guess who owns them? Austin, who do you think is the principal landholder? BlackRock. Okay? <laughs> just and, about and, to you say. Know, and no, and, and I didn't see State Street or Vanguard in there, but I saw BlackRock in like six different categories. Oh, BlackRock's got one of the you, biggest you, real estate portfolios no, in the world. You know, and I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of this stuff here. Let me, let me share this. And when you, I'm not going to give you the name of the company because I don't want to be involved with all that. But, but here's the interesting thing, because I'm not going to support them. It's a J&L Series Trust. This is BlackRock's Global Allocation Fund. That's the first shareholder. BlackRock Fund, BlackRock Strategic Income Opportunities Portfolio Investor. That's number two. BlackRock Variable Series Funds, BlackRock Allocation. That's number three. And then if you look at all these other ones that are in here, I guarantee you they have circular ownership in which State Street and Vanguard are involved. And then you go at Lincoln Variable Trust, Insurance Products Trust, LVIP, BlackRock Global Allocation Fund Standard Class, and then you have BlackRock Global Allocation Fund, Inc., BlackRock. There's like six or eight categories here, and BlackRock again, and BlackRock again, all the way down. I can send this to you guys. And what's interesting about this, when you start to – I'm going to post this, but this particular one, I'm going to post this. But what's, what's interesting about this is when you look at it, you just have to say, like I always say, here we go. It's always the same people. Yep. They own it all. 
And when you understand that, you can stand against the system and realize that this is not okay. You can't even have a real person meet you at the house. It's all automated. Was it, was it an AI that my friend was talking to this morning when they were going through the orientation? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I have no idea. My, my theory on any of this stuff. Because you could tell they were reading a script of some type. Because you, know, you call American Airlines up. you got to deal with the automatic attendant. And finally, you just say, look, just give me an agent. We're sorry we cannot complete your call. Just stop clicking the hang up on you. And you go, well, that's just perfect. You know, I just, just said, so you got to call them back. You got to go through all the prompts. And finally, you may get a live person. And it's not just American. It's all of them. And I told you that one of the people there one day was telling me how the variable prices that you get for points and or buying a ticket with American Airlines now are all controlled by, guess what? AI, because they see how many seats are available, what people are willing to pay. And that's why the prices are constantly changing, changing as now. the computer controls all of it now. Are we in Cyberdyne? Are we in the Matrix? Kind of, pretty much. Are we in a holographic reality right now, which are trying to change the reality around us? Probably on this planet we call Earth, that's probably some type of realm. We don't even know what it's shaped like. We have lives from NASA, never a straight answer, NASA, N-A-S-A. So all of this stuff is being hidden from us with the concealed knowledge or the esoteric knowledge. That's why we try to uncover this stuff when we're on this show to let you know that we are not part of the B system or we're exposing it all of the time. I'm going to say it again. And I, I know with the last two days, we've had two really, really intense shows. Yesterday was kind of a funny show. We joked about Priuses, and people loved that. The day before, it was intense. But here's the thing. How many other shows tell you what we're telling you right now? I'm just asking you. You know, you say you don't agree with everything we say. All right, thank you. I don't agree with everything you say either, probably. I <laughs> just tell you that. But the reality is we're doing the best we possibly can to try to figure out what's really happening in this world, in this country right now. And that's what we say. Don't look to man. We had a God-man come here. His name was Jesus. He didn't have to go to the cross. He didn't have to be crucified. He could have done like this and wiped out the entire Roman army with legions of angels. He did it intentionally on purpose to sacrifice himself, to spill his blood, to create an energy field resonance around us that restores our DNA back to that of the Father. Without the sacrifice and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. He tells us that in the book of Hebrews. He did that for you willingly. He gave you grace. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. It was unmerited favor. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He created the heavens and the earth. And 2,000 years ago, the creation, his children, crucified him. It's kind of crazy when you think about it like that. But guys, he still loves you with all of his heart. He wants you to do what's right in his eyes. And when you don't get it quite right, his grace is sufficient for you. Always remember that. He loves you that much. And a lot of you, he likes you too. He doesn't like everybody. Just be honest with you. He doesn't, God doesn't like everybody. He doesn't like George Soros. Like he doesn't like pedos. He doesn't like pedos. He, you know, he's he very clear about who he, does, he, who he doesn't like. But he loves everybody because they're still his children. It's like having a rebellious child. You know, you, you kind of try to love them best you can, but you get to a point where sometimes you just don't like them because they're doing stupid stuff and saying stupid stuff and doing crazy stuff. And kind of you kind of go, you know, this is not really what I signed up for when we had you. But the reality is that We've got you now, so we're kind of stuck with you. Is that like God? <laughs> Think about that. All right. They did it again. All right. Forgive them again. It is what it is. And that's why I love what he says. Judge not lest ye be judged. And always remember, you walk in love. And that's how they'll know you're my disciples because you love one another. And I love you guys. I appreciate it. What you say, Cos? What's your next story? You know, you're talking about the Matrix and stuff. And there's definitely no doubt about it. We watched this kind of change of an era during mm -hmm. covid where all these things started to become automated. 
and person to person connection kind of dissipated. Everything went online. You had the telecommunication world explode. You had all this virtual working explode. Easier to control. Easier. And you're talking about the renting now, and you're talking about how there's no connection with any person. Nobody. Nobody shows up. There's no realtor. There's no landlord. You're not meeting anybody. Nobody. Right. And, you know, you saw that kind of change during COVID, and it changed rapidly, and it never came back. Nope. Never came back. And we're watching now this world where less and less and less human interaction and there's this digital this digital veil in between everybody now where this you have to have a digital world in order to connect to people. And I think that's tying into a lot of this stuff like you just talked about now with the Internet of Things, with the whole concept that's starting to be injected into people's world where they think you can't function or live without having a digital realm around you. You know, I remember back in the 90s, like you were talking about earlier when I grew up here before this area that we live now has become so overrun with individuals from other countries, which, by the way, I had a very interesting conversation with somebody from Venezuela that's come here legally that I've known for a long time. And I'm going to tell you guys a really crazy story here in a second. But back then, everything was personal. You know, you rode your bicycle somewhere. You went and bought ice cream at the store with the quarters in your pocket. You were jumping off the rope swings into the lake. You wanted to go find out what somebody was doing. You had to pick up the phone and call them on the, you know, the cord, the cord phone. If they didn't pick up, then you had to go to their house and go knock on their door. Now everything's email, everything's text, everything's just, it's all completely disassociated from actual human connection in many cases. And it's making people, I think, have this almost numbness to where they don't have it because human beings are designed to interact with one another face to face. We're basically a herd animal. Right. Exactly. And so we we're the only species now on earth that doesn't really have any connection anymore with one another. Everybody's so isolated in many cases, not everybody, but the vast portion of the generation, everybody's so disconnected. And now they're running in these VR goggles, these, these augmented virtual reality goggles that we've seen videos. Now people walking down the street on, I don't even, I don't even, not even going to go there today. How stupid that looks. And, but this is just weird. I just thought about it when you're saying that, how everything's just disassociative. And another part, though, you know, I was watching earlier how we're watching this mass invasion from the southern border. And I've talked to you guys now about all these issues and all these incidences. Just here in Florida, this girl got raped at a hotel. I told you guys just this horrible story. And then what happened at Athens in Athens, Georgia. I brought that story at the beginning of the week. And I talked quite a while to my buddy from Venezuela. He worked through it, got his green card, ended up marrying a girl here, been here for years, great guy, super hard work ethic. And I asked him, I was talking to him about this because that guy that killed the girl in Athens, Georgia, was from Venezuela. And he said, Austin, you got to understand, the reason why you're seeing such extreme violence from the majority of these people that are coming up here, he goes, they're militia. Why do you think we're paying them when they come here? Why do you think they're getting credit cards when they get here? We're not giving hobos and bums that are going to sit on the sidewalk for the next 20 years credit cards. Mercenaries. We're giving them, we're giving militia mercenaries money to stay here and do what they want. He goes, the only type of people that can be that psychotic, that strong of a sociopath and a psychopath that can run up on a girl while she's running in broad daylight and drag her into the woods and beat her skull in. And my condolences again to the families. This story is horrific. He goes, are mercenaries, people that are here to kill other people. And he said, what's happening is now, he goes, I saw this in Venezuela. And he goes, you started to have Chavez, where they were bringing in people from other countries. He goes, people were there in Venezuela speaking Russian and speaking Arabic. And he goes, every time there'd be a protest, 
that was pro-Chavez, they'd come up in their uniforms and have their little Chavez shirts on with his little face on them. And he goes, none of them in most cases were from Venezuela. He goes, they were all from other countries. And they're all being paid there to do nothing until it was time for them to do something. And he said, there's definitely a very serious problem that you're seeing here in the United States. When these groups get here, they're being paid for a reason. They're not coming here because they're going to sit on the couch all day for the rest of their life and watch TV. They're here to change the votes, and they're here to cause violence when they need to do so. That is why you're seeing such unprecedented violence and behavior from these individuals that are coming here. And I thought to myself, wow, what more of a reason than that do you need to make sure you can defend yourself and stay strong and stay healthy and stay active and stay aggressive when you need to do so and know how to operate? And that goes to show you another reason why now they're pushing so hard to try to ban and control firearms. He said the crazy part about it in Venezuela was, he goes, normal citizens, it was next to impossible to get a firearm legally. If you got one, there's all these hoops, there was no significant firepower. And he goes, suddenly, these pro-Chavez supporters would show up, and he goes, they got AKs. They got PKM with belt fed. He goes, they just show up, rockets, RPGs, when they wanted to start basically violence and chaos. He goes, where were they getting the weaponry from? The military. Exactly. These guys are coming here for a reason, and it's not to hang out with everybody and integrate into society positively. There's a reason why everybody that's coming here are middle-aged, well, basically well-groomed, well-shaped men that are coming here. So again, another reason why it's so important to stay active and stay strong. And now on the top of all this, what we're dealing with, the Supreme Court now is divided during an oral argument on February 28th yesterday on whether it should uphold the ATF's regulation prohibiting the ownership of bump fire stocks. This is a huge deal. The bump fire stocks finally went to the Supreme Court. The regulation, as you guys know, is after 2017 under Donald Trump, after the shooting in Las Vegas, where the alleged shooter that allegedly blew out two high-rise, high-impact windows from basically the Mirage and went in there and essentially <laughs> allegedly shot all these people with bump fire stocks with 15 rifles that were up there. And what's crazy about the whole situation was none of it was even accurate. None of it was even true. When SWAT breached the room, they showed the body cam footage, what, a year and a half later, there was no windows broken. I've been to Vegas multiple times for the SEMA Auto Show. I've stayed in multiple, multiple hotels out there. There's a reason why none of the hotels have any balconies. There's a reason why all the windows out there in Vegas are high-impact windows, because they have sandstorms. They're 30, 40, 50 stories tall in some cases. They have to be unbelievably strong. Windows don't break out in Vegas. They're super thick. You can hit them with a sledgehammer and you won't break them. You won't even crack them. You have to have full demo units to try to blow windows out. Yet this guy didn't have any demo kits. He didn't have any breaching charges in his room. He just had 20 different AK or AR-15s with bump fire stocks. The whole thing was set up for that specific reason to go after bump fire stocks. And here the argument with the uh, Supreme Court, they're arguing about how the function of the trigger and stating that the function's like a machine gun, but then it doesn't function like a machine gun, and all these semantics about one pull of a trigger. The entire premise, and I said this from the beginning about the bump fire stocks, had nothing to do with the effectiveness of that plastic stock that slides. I've shot them before. They're useless as a wet paper bag. They're not a machine gun. It was designed to give ATF the precedent to rewrite law from 1934. Exactly right. So ATF then legally, under Donald Trump, can come in and start rewriting congressional laws without any oversight and without any congressional approval. And they can simply say, well, a vertical grip on an AR now makes the gun more deadly. We're banning vertical grips. Oh, 
EOTech or Aimpoint red dot on top of the gun makes it faster for target acquisition. We're banning red dots now. That's exactly what the premise was for ATF to do this. And then you saw what they did with the braces a couple years back now. And that's been turned down. So this whole thing that they're doing with this bump fire stock, it's all theater designed to give ATF unprecedented power over firearm laws in the United States. Let me put it very clearly. The Supreme Court, even Gorich even talked about this in here. The ATF does not, under any circumstances, have the legal right at all to rewrite laws. That is Congress. Anything ATF does past that is illegal and should be deemed so. Use your own discretion at this and make your own choices. But this, again, is another fun fact how we have given Ukraine, what, over $150 billion in heavy weapons, artillery, machine guns, ammunition, everything in between under the sun from Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, and we're continually giving them all these weapons, but yet we're arguing here in the United States if a plastic stock that slides on a semi-automatic AR-15 should be deemed a felony for law-abiding citizens to possess. That shows you the irony right now of what's actually happening. Uh, one more time, which president did this? No, that was, that was, that was, that was your, your buddy, man. It was Donald Trump. Oh, well, so it wasn't a Democrat. <laughs> it wasn't a Democrat. It was Donald Trump. No, I know. Trust me. They, you get me started on this. I, you know me. I, I like Trump with a lot of stuff. But well, the I, ATF I, I, these, and these, Operation Warp Speed are two topics that there's no are, rebuttal these, on. These are just rhetorical questions, more or less. I mean, we already know who it was. <laughs> but the problem is, is that, you know, oh, uh, he's savior. He did this in his first term when he had to be reelected. This is in 2017 when he was going to do what, what, what's he going to do in his second term when he can't be reelected? Yeah, he brought us ATF to the forefront and gave them unprecedented abilities that were illegal and unconstitutional. He basically wanted to have red flag gun laws implemented. And this is a Republican president. He's anti-gun. If people don't see that, they're not looking at it. Yeah. OK. And so uh, but remember, now, remember, remember, Obama tried to ban bump fire stocks multiple times at ATF. ATF couldn't do it. Because he was a Democratic president. The Correct. Congress resisted it. But, AT, but Biden, or Obama never even could get it done because he never gave ATF the legal authority. Biden, or uh, when Trump did it, he literally gave ATF presidential authority to go in and rewrite law, which he did not have the ability to do. ATF is an enforcement agency. And you know what's funny about that? He didn't close the borders, did he? No, still, it, he, it was a lot slower, though. It wasn't to this level. But the point is, he didn't close the borders. Yeah, it wasn't you know like I mean? this. So he, but he was able to get ATF free, have laws rewritten, but he didn't close the borders. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's why he didn't, didn't, wasn't it Trump who brought us Operation Warp Speed and killed millions of people? Wasn't that Trump, too? Wasn't it Trump who was basically telling us that, hey, look, I'm going to promote this kill shot even years out of office? And didn't, didn't that seem Trump? Yeah, but it, your boy Biden likes his ice cream. So, I mean, he's got to make sure. You know, if you want to vote for Trump because of Melania, have at it, you know, but just just, you know, don't expect this guy who did this on his first term to make. Oh, I change. expect nothing less from what he's already done. I just tell everybody they better be ready to be on their own. Well, no, the biggest problem, again, is the Christians have gone silent on this because he's their boy. And, uh, you know, and so they chose. Now that's a fact as far as a lot of – well, a lot of people want to take the responsibility off being ready and being self-sufficient, and they want to put it onto somebody else. We've talked about this before now with society so much where nobody wants to be responsible for their own actions. Well, well what happens is we, uh, we basically say we're going to give it to our elected officials. Yeah. We're taking we're, – we're giving them the responsibility to govern us, and the reality is, is they, we do that, and we take the responsibility off of our shoulders, which where it should be, and we give it to a bunch of elected politicians through fake elections. And then they, then they give us the politicians who they want us to vote for, who are both going to – either party is going to vote what they want. want. Yeah. So then you turn back around, and then they, these politicians give it to the military-industrial complex to all their lobbying efforts, 
And they turn around and they give it to basically the CIA, the military does. The CIA basically is being run by wizards and warlocks and weirdos. And basically through Lucifer, they have witches on payroll. All of this stuff is being done now. And so we have take this right that we have to govern ourselves and we give it to people that can't govern us. And instead of imposing term limits, which we should have had a long, long, long time ago, ago, that was one giant mistake. Okay. We have these people that are, you know, like McConnell's finally stepping down as head of the House of Speakers. How many times does he have to freeze up on camera? I mean, that but, guy, but he's, he is saying for 20 until 2027. The, the, the thing about it is he's a nightmare. He's just, a, he's a weirdo. And here we have him. He's finally stepping down. He's the longest sitting Senator ever. And, but he can't even talk anymore without going, duh. Literally, I'm just, just stops. I and, mean, and, you he, know, he belongs in a nursing home, man. You know, and it's, it's, I've seen people in nursing homes with better mental acuity than him. That's a fact. I mean, he. I, I have to. When you see people that are literally standing there and they just completely freeze up mid sentence and nobody can get them to talk and they literally have to whisk him off stage. Well, what Biden needs to do has him for vice president. That'd be perfect. Might oh, as well. A couple of you know octarians or whatever you call them. You, know, you might as well try to be a hundred years old in the White House. By the way, bird the. Uh, the uh, the parliament over in England, you know, the, the the labor parliament guy says that there's millions of white men every single week beat or murder women in the United Kingdom. Now, I hope you heard me. This member of parliament, millions of white men beat or murder women in the UK every week. Millions. He didn't say one or two. He said millions. Now, why is he doing this? Because they're going after the immigrants and he's saying, oh, no, it's not the immigrants. It's millions of white men every week beat or murder women. Well, you know, if you're beating and murdering millions every week, there won't be very many women left very long. It's, you know, yeah, so I, so that, I'd, no, I'd love to see his numbers. Where no, he's no, actually this coming is up crazy. This is stupid. In, in his response to a debate about Muslims, no-go areas in the U.K., a labor you know, elected official said there were millions of white men who beat or murdered women this week. Now, here, here's the thing. I was in Paris, you know, years ago with Sharon. Oh, this is probably, um, I don't know, Savannah wanted to go. So it was probably in 20, so eight, nine years ago. And I remember we went to this little church up on top of a hill. It was really pretty. And the cab driver, we took a cab up there, and uh, the cab driver was really sketchy. And I said, can you wait for us? No, we're leaving. Well, we get back down off the little hill here, and there are no cabs. The cabs wouldn't go there because the place is completely surrounded by immigrants. So I look at Sharon, and I said, well, I guess we're going to have to walk downtown and try to find a cab. because It was too far to walk back to the hotel. So we start walking down, and there's mattresses in the streets, mattresses in the medians, and it's all Muslims. And I told her, I said, I really wish I had my Glock. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, right now, I'd rather have a 60, you know, 60, belt fed 60 with me. This is ridiculous. And finally, we got a guy to stop with a cab, and he goes, what are you two doing here? Why are you walking on the street? Couldn't get a cab. He goes, it's not safe here. Gosh. Okay. So this, that's that's Paris. That's not London, though. And but he goes, he goes. There are definitely no. Another guy goes. There are definitely no-go areas in London and Birmingham, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be a controversial comment. And go. And then, then it goes on to say, you know, you know, show me these areas, show me this, show me the millions of people. You know, I'm, I'll let you read the article because it gets really it just gets crazy. And, and the crazy part about this is, is that you know, one of the other crazy parts is that what this is is just obfuscation. It's taking this system that we have that's broken, bringing these illegals into London and into Europe and causing all of this mayhem and saying, it's not them. It's the white men killing millions of women and beating them every week. I don't even know how to – I don't even know whether people come up and say stuff like this. Another, another perfect example of this, this insanity gone wild. New York City, a millionaire couple are left horrified after buying their dream $2 million house and their son. Then to find out there's a squatter who claimed he used to be a caretaker for the property. Oh, He's been renting out the rooms for 50 bucks a night and has refused to leave now for months on end. 
And when they tell him why he won't leave, he says, well, I've been here for more than 30 days. And the law says, if I've squatted for more than 30 days, you can't just throw me out because I'm a squatter here. And I have rights. I don't even know what to say about this. Okay, are you paying utility bills? Well, probably he probably is. Are you paying taxes? Pretty guarantee he's not. And, but he's renting out the other rooms in the house for $50 a room, and they can't get him out. And Susan and Joseph Landa, both 68 years of age, purchased the house in Little Neck, Long Island, where they plan to enjoy retirement care for the son who has Down syndrome. The charming New York suburb is stone's throw from the waterfront neighborhoods that inspired it. You know, it's funny to me. I, I sit here and I watch this and I just shake my head and I go, what is wrong with New York City? What yeah. is wrong with these cities all over the Florida now, also in Atlanta, that allow squatters to come in? I told you a story here recently. A person invites all of these crackheads into the house. And they can't get the crackheads out because one of the people who own the house on a trust of one out of four invites all the crackheads into the house. And the police told us, told me personally, we cannot remove them because they're invited. Can you call the cops? Well, we can call the cops and we can do, build a case and we can arrest them and they'll come out and they'll go right back there again. But we can't tell them to leave because the one person who's a crackhead who invited them there has given them permission to be there. Though the other three members of the trust don't want them there. They're powerless. So there's some serious problems here when we have this type of stuff going on and we see it all the time now in the Hispanic communities. And now it was funny this morning, I was talking to one of our, one of my employees and they said, I hope the people that move into these neighborhoods know how to speak Spanish. Guys, listen to me. Austin's right. There's something else going on here. There's something else nefarious going on when we have all of these fighting age men coming over here without women and children into the United States being given, you know, green cards, being given American Express cards cards every every month. month. You know, and being of cell phones. Why do they need a cell phone? Yep. Oh, that's right. They've got to stay in contact. Intel with and coordination. That's exactly right. Intel and coordination. What do you think, Oz? Well, no, this is exactly right. That's I, I talked to my buddy about that from Venezuela because I asked him, I said, well, how do these guys, you know, how, how do they coordinate? You know, how do they basically get together? And he's like, well, dude, why do you think they're getting cell phones? Every single person that comes in gets a free cell phone. Why do you think they're getting all this these, these money basically to live here? It was they basically have to essentially get them well prep together at a time when they need them. And I thought, that's interesting. I mean, look at New York City now. They're talking about New York City Mayor Adams talking about giving payouts to illegal aliens, upwards of $10,000 cash payments to migrants now. This is absolutely nuts. Earlier this month, it was reported they're handing out prepaid gift cards to migrants worth a few hundred bucks. Now we're finding out these prepaid gift cards are going up much, much higher than that. When the first reports emerged, the total amount of money being spent on the program was said to be around $50 million, which Mayor Adams did not refute. The reason why, more than likely, is it's drawing more attention to the program revealed a lot sooner that the actual contract has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion-dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. Well said. <laughs> this, this, that, was, that was the New York Post actually posted that. That was a quote from them. It all started when the mayor's office forged a deal with DotGo, Big Apple's no-bid emergency contractor to provide three meals a day to migrants. Many of these meals went uneaten, with about 5,000 of them, or $7.2 million worth a year of food, being thrown away. They came in, they said, oh, well, some of the food had mold on it. Some of the food had mold, so we had to throw 5,000 meals away. Then they came came and said, well, some of the migrants don't want to eat the food. They don't like it. They said the sandwiches are cold. And it wasn't the meat that they wanted. It wasn't the, the mayonnaise that they wanted on it. So we're trying to adapt to them so we can make sure we get them the food that they want. This is all being used again as an excuse to continue to funnel more money into this program. And, of course, 
keep their newfound militia happy that they're bringing into this country. That's why I always tell everybody, make sure you're staying prepped and make sure you're staying armed and be ready for anything. And on top of that, at the same time, you're watching food prices, the average American skyrocket now. Now you're starting to see shortages of a lot of stuff. The other day, we went by a local store. There were multiple things that were out, 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 out. And I asked the guy, I was like, dude, where, 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 where is all this stuff? He goes, oh, we're, we're short on it right now. We're waiting on another shipment, waiting on another load to come in. And these were basic staples. A bunch of them were out. This is a major grocery store. It was interesting. There's an article here from Zero Hedge. It says, from trucker boycotts to grid down to essentially electrical power outages and shortages, there's only one way to survive a food crisis. And he said, if there's one reality that Americans need to start accepting, and this is what my buddy from Venezuela told me yesterday. He said, the easiest way they controlled everybody in Venezuela with Chavez when he wanted to control the narrative was food, period. That's the only thing they had to majorly control was food. He said, every system has a breaking point. There's no exceptions. Human beings are built to adapt and have been given, we, we have incredible resiliency when we want to be. He said, but it also means a lot of times we push the limit on things and wait for them to break down too far before we repair them or before we become self-sufficient. That's a fact now with this digital age. Sometimes the collapse is by chance, sometimes it's by design. Right now it's by design. And what's interesting, it says people must start planning ahead and they must stop tolerating the notion of passive involvement and mechanisms that influence their life and future. This is a really, really good statement here. It goes on to say here that trains and railway networks handle around 28% of total freight and a struggle through a long state now of decline of trying to basically keep a lot of products on the shelves, not to mention everything else that's occurring. And we start looking at the actual time frames. It takes about seven to 10 days of zero food supply for panic to set in the population. That's when people realize that they're not, no, not going back to normal. Then it says it takes about two weeks for starvation to start taking a physical toll, especially mentally. Then it takes about three to four weeks for people to start dying. And riot and lootings are inevitable. But at that point, they don't solve the problem if there's no food to loot. So then it starts going to the neighborhoods and the you know communities for people to try to find food. This is why I've told people repeatedly, make sure you have some backup supplies, not only to store at your house if you need to, if there's a shortage or if there's a power outage, but if there's a long-term issue, the last place you want to be in the middle of this is at the store fighting over a truckload of food that's coming in. I'm telling you, that, that's worst-case scenario. That's why so many people go and grab our organic food buckets or they stock up on beans and rice or grab our meat buckets or grab some canned food. Grabbing something. If you don't want to buy it from us, get something on backup so that if something occurs, the first thing is, oh, man, we only got a day's worth of food in the refrigerator. I better get to the store right now and go buy some food. That's not the place to be. And so, again, that's why I always recommend having some backup food supplies, but there's no question about it. They're going to use the food as a weaponized tool in the future. Think about what they already did. They already showed us some play in COVID. People are going into grocery stores and going into restaurants in New York City. Do you have a COVID passport? Do you have your CDC passport? Of your RNA experimental injection? Do you have that? You're not, you're not allowed to come in here and eat. We're going to send law enforcement and escort you out with law enforcement because you and your son are trying to eat a meal and you don't have a CDC COVID passport. Happen on body cam footage in New York City, mom and son forcibly extracted out of a restaurant by law enforcement because they did not have a COVID passport card that they were requiring at the restaurant and in the city at the time. So don't tell me it doesn't happen because it already has. And that's the thing that I've always continually told everybody. All these things that they try to put into place that they tell you on the media, they tell you with the politics, the, the politics, and they tell you, oh, we're doing this. It's for your safety. It's for your protection. We're doing this. You know, if, it's, if we get all the guns out of everybody's hands, there'll be no more crime. It's, it's, it's an ideal. It's, it's, it's this aspect that's super perfect. 
Well, as I told you before, that one quote, ideals are peaceful, history is violent. All you have to do is look at what people are saying and look at the outcome of what's occurred in the past through history, and it's never the same of what they tell you. They tell you, you've got to do this, 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 and this, and we'll save you and we'll protect you and we'll keep you safe. Except you look at history, every time you've heard somebody say those exact things, it's gone totally violent and mass genocide's always occurred right after that. So again, don't believe anything a lot of these people are saying. Take it at face value and do your own research and make your own conclusion on it because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of really weird things that are starting to happen this year as I think everybody's starting to realize that now. You know, Austin, uh, when we were in college, you said me with you, especially when we were in the MBA program, you had to do constant studies on certain businesses. And you, yeah. had write, you had to write certain papers on, you know, on desirable outcome and behavioral patterns. We, yeah. we all saw that. We had to do it repeatedly you know, in college. And when I was a college professor, I assigned those types of requirements to my students there you go yep because I, I was trying to teach them how to think and work their way through a complex series of events and what happens next i still remember students used to come back to me years later and tell me that i was the only professor they ever learned anything from that was actually practical because that's how i approached the college experience as far as being in a professorship program being there now here's what's interesting about this is if you look at covid as a beta test and as an experiment, there you go. And as a research gathering operation to find out how human beings are going to act when put under extreme pressure to see where the breaking points were and where the compliances were and who the people were who wouldn't comply. You suddenly start to realize that it was like Orson Welles' War of the Worlds when it was played, you know, on the radio back in the 30s run by the doggone OSS at that time, run by the federal government to determine how much panic they could ensue and people, if they tell them the aliens are coming and we're about to get invaded. Remember, this is before Roswell. Because they've known this outside presence has been here for, well, we've known it for thousands of years. But what's interesting about this is once they get the beta test done, once they get their algorithms done and get their data points done, they find out exactly what points are the problems. Okay, so let's do it this way. Let's go ahead and now we've got all of these people that we know are the problems from our beta test. Now we have to find a way to get them put together, get them together so we can arrest them and really handicap them. Oh, why don't we do this? Let's steal an election. And let's have a January 6th meeting of all the patriots. Let's bring in all the Fed boys. Let's, we're just talking here now. I'm just making, I'm making broad speculations right now. So now we have a beta test being done that we have a group of people that are patriots that are refusing to wear masks, refusing to get the COVID shot, refusing to comply, re refusing to be anybody's... Do boy. <laughs> Almost said a bad word. Refusing to be anybody's um, you know, female dog, refusing to do any of this. And they're saying, we're not gonna be those people anymore. We're gonna go rally for the president who basically doesn't even really show up and do anything for them while they're there. And we're going to basically say this election was stolen. So now we go ahead and insert hundreds, if not thousands, of provocateurs into this group of people that are basically the do boys and yes. uh, against the do boys. And all of a sudden now we arrest a bunch of them and throw them in prison, let them know that we're going to do a beta test to show you what we're going to do to you if you do this again, because you guys are the ones who wouldn't wear the mask. That's exactly right. You guys right. are the ones who wouldn't do this. You guys are the ones who wouldn't comply. So therefore, we have to make you sure we put you guys into a big group up in D.C., hundreds of thousands of people. It's not a million. No, it's millions, day. yeah. And all of a sudden, and then we're going to take all of your leaders, and we're basically going to 
emuls- em- emasculate them. Yeah. Fancy word for castrate. And say, we're going to put you in jail now forever. With no pretrial release. No pretrial for, release. For years now. Like because guys you, have because you basically, you know, trespassed on property that yeah. you paid for with your tax dollars. And now we're going to make sure that anybody else who wants to be noncompliant is going to realize this is what we're going to do to you. That's why I said the other day, two days ago, then they threaten you with death or from imprisonment forever. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? We're all not, nobody's getting out of here alive unless God comes back or Jesus comes back. You know, we're all going to go to heaven anyhow. We're leaving here and we don't die anyhow. We just change energy fields. But the point is this, you know, they hold this stuff over you with fear. We talked about the other day about the yep. avoidance of fear. And that's what they've done here. And now they bring in Donald Trump back. And Donald Trump says, well, I'll pardon the people that I feel should be pardoned from January the 6th. Why does he just say, I'm pardoning everybody from January the 6th? Why does he say that? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't we arrest some of those Capitol Police officers who beat people in that tunnel with steel pipes and everything else they were using? Why don't we arrest some of those guys? Why, why does he say we're bringing to justice all the Capitol Police officers that did this? Because if he did that, he would actually try to drain the swamp. Remember he changed at the very end before he left office? He had signed that executive order to stop you from basically lobbying for the United States, whatever, for five years after you got out of office. He changed that right before he left office. Thought he was going to drain the swamp. Well, I guess he decided to leave the swamp creatures there. What do you think, Austin? What do, you, do you think this thing was a beta test to determine how far they could push us? Well, no. It was, who the it leaders was exactly were? what you just said. It was intel collection. That's exactly right. That COVID, COVID was multi-tier. We've talked about this so many times is that there were so many things that COVID was set to accomplish. I mean, you had the shots. That, the, I think the shots and the aspect of getting people sick and everything else they did with that, that was just an experiment with DARPA. That was just that side section of scientific research on humans to see what RNA gene therapy would do. Then you had the psychological operation to see how far they could push people to the mental breaking point in society. To, you're gonna have to wear a mask, and now you gotta do this, and gotta stand six feet apart, and you gotta get a COVID shot. All these things to see how far they could get people to comply. And then exactly what you said. Then you had intel gathering. Who were the ones that didn't comply? Who are the ones that didn't say yes, I'll do that? Who are the ones that walk out of stores and say I'm not gonna support this company if you're gonna turn around and basically try to force me to wear a mask? You're gonna tell me I have to do this. And so there's so many factors of what COVID was, and it was way more than just a flu virus that got people unbelievably sick. It was way more than that. And so I think you're exactly right. And this is one of the reasons why I tell people on a regular basis, be so cautious on what information you tell close friends and family, or especially people that you may not know very well. You know, especially when you got people that are coming into close groups and friends and families that you may not know for a long term, because we saw that during the issue with uh, Gretchen Wilson up there and uh, Governor Gretchen up there in Michigan, when you had those groups that were allegedly going to kidnap her. Militia group. And then we found out that like eight out of the guys in the militia group, like eight of them FBI. were all FBI or confidential informants that instigated majority of the entire alleged kidnapping scheme. And then we saw the same thing with January 6th. So again, yeah, I think you're exactly right about this. And that's another reason why, again, I tell people, if you got close-knit groups, friends and family, and you got random people that are starting to try to become friends and befriend you and want to come in groups, be very, very cautious. Cautious what you say to them. Be cautious what you put out there. Remember the pillow guy. What was his name? Um, the guy who sells the pillows. My pillow guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Whatever yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, he tried to go to Trump meet with the office. He was promptly dismissed within seconds. Right. He to go talk to Trump. He Because he said there are legal things that we can do to stop this overturn of this election to make this, stop this cheat from happening. Right. Trump wanted nothing to do with it. Right. Nothing to do with it. Trump had already been given his marching orders by the people that ruled him. He wasn't going to do it. 
By the way, something a little bit more interesting here. Well, that was pretty interesting. Single father households do vastly better than single mother households. Here's the reason why. Because Ensign his mothers typically make better parents than fathers, yet single fathers do better than single mothers, and here's why. It's extraordinarily well documented how much of a disadvantage children from single mother households have over children whose parents remain together, but less documented about how much of a disadvantage they have by over single father households. For example, studies have found that children that from single mother households are five times more likely to commit suicide than children from both unbroken households and single father households, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, 10 times more likely to abuse chemical substances, 14 times more likely to commit rapes, 20 times more likely to end up in prison, and 32 times more likely to run away from home from single parent or mother households. I found that very fascinating. Now, what's interesting about this is you have to ask yourself why, because we're almost out of time here. I can do a, I'll, I'll bring this back up tomorrow on tomorrow's show. But women and men are different, just in case you hadn't noticed. You know, man has a high left, left brain dominated hemisphere, which is very authoritarian, very ruling, very put on point, unless he's put on estrogen products, then his brain gets messed up. But a woman has a right brain dominated hemisphere. They're nurturing, they're caring, they're loving. And so when you take a mother who's trying to raise boys by herself, okay, a lot of times these boys don't respect the mother and they need a father figure. That's why it's so important that that father figure stays with those children, even if the parents get divorced on an ongoing basis. He spends time with his daughters and his sons. Super, super important because if you don't, you have a much higher significance and that much, much, much a significantly higher amount of these kids. They're going to be put in jail, drop out, do all the rest of stuff we talk about. We'll talk about this more tomorrow. So yeah. that's why God put us together to be husband and wife, to be one flesh creating a complete brain to raise a family the right way, hopefully. Though sometimes kids can still have some crazy weeks and months and years because of freedom of will, but it just is what it is. Also, what do you think about that, buddy? Let's finish up the show. Yeah, you're spot on with that, man. And that's, that's another reason, too, why there's so much push now to try to push these children in this digital world because then it completely disconnects them from both parents. And, and also, also remember, that's why a lot of these judges are pushing all these kids just to the mother instead of the dad. Yeah. It creates a lot more problems for these kids. A lot more issues for them. And then, and, and then, and then on top of that, and then if you have a single mother that's raising a kid and then the kid lives on the iPad and lives in video games, then he doesn't even have much impact at all from even his mom. He's living in this whole digital world that can be controlled by big pharma, big mainstream, everything that they want to push and subject. And then you have the school that's just a communist indoctrination camp. Were there transgender counselors? Yes, transgender counselors. It was interesting. I had a, a customer come by yesterday, first time met him, came by on a motorcycle, had a Honda 700, nice bike. Nice guy. And um, great guy, lived here locally, and he came in, he got some berberine, and he was telling me he, he's a super nice guy. He works at a school, uh, school board in Polk County. And basically, he's like, man, you got to do me a favor. He goes, you can't hammer the teacher so hard on the show. And I said, man, I said, I love teachers. There's a lot of great teachers that I know. I said, there's also a lot of teachers that are complete pieces of crap that are trying to push communism and Marxism on the schools. And he laughed. He said he knew. And I told him, I said, I appreciate the teachers and what they have to deal with, with the, all the school board stuff. And he said, what's interesting about it is, he said that uh, Florida, as far as Polk County, they haven't had near as much from other states what he's seen as far as a lot of the indoctrination with a lot of the really, really bad stuff in the school system. And I thought a lot of that's from DeSantis. And that's because we're a bunch of white rednecks that are educated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we happen to have a transmitter. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was proud of him, though. He, he's lost like almost 50 pounds. He said he basically stopped drinking Mountain Dew. Good. He said Mountain Dew was his main choice as far as drinks. And he said he was packing on so much weight for Mountain Dew. And he said he cut Mountain Dew out, changed his diet, started walking, exercises down 50 pounds, losing more. And uh, I told him, I said, dude, that's one of the biggest things a lot of people don't realize. Those sodas, they're such empty calories, bro. That, that's, I've told so many people that if you're trying to lose weight, 
that's the first thing you can cut out. The first thing you can cut out without even massively changing your diet. If you're a heavy soda drinker, you cut the sodas out and you'll be shocked on how much weight you start to drop right out of the gate. And he's been doing great with this. I really encourage him. He's doing more and more. And he grabbed, jumped on the berberine. I said, the berberine you, you said you run that berberine, especially with a clean diet. That berberine is unbelievably strong as far as what it does. It strengthens the pancreas. I, 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 had to start, I, I started taking the berberine. I started eating more food. I was losing weight too fast. Yeah, I, I, I cut back on the berberine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm already staying really lean with my diet. So I've, I've cut back on it some. But yeah, that's one, one product along with the cinnamon extract that works really good as far as maintaining healthy body weight. And also, too, diet's a huge factor and not eating empty sugar calories. Some sweet tea is another one that I know a lot of people get involved in that just, just packs weight on you. And so, again, thank you, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. Told you guys earlier, the Magnesium Brain Food on sale for product of the week right now for 12% off. You can read the reviews on the website. I mean, just go check those out if you want to read about it. There was one right here that said, the powder formula is the best, hands down. I've been so relaxed and alert, but have no headaches and no leg pain. Thank you for the product. Another guy said, I take this as a pre-workout. The energy is immediately felt. The berry grape is my flavor, or is my favorite. And so again, guys, want to try it? Works great. I run it every day while I work out. I actually drink it while I work out on here. So healthmasters.com if you need anything. Be sure to check out the website. Check out the sales and specials. We really appreciate the constant support. And I appreciate you guys getting the truth out there. You know, we can do so much on this show, but it takes an effect of everybody working together to really get the truth out there and help so many people realize and learn what's happening. So thank you guys again for the support. You guys have a fantastic evening. Talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. We we love you guys. Thanks again for your support. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.